Chapter 1 Bye, Nicky. Have a fun day and be a good boy. Lisa Marshall gave her four-year-old son's forehead a quick kiss and smiled at her mother. Thanks, Mum. I should be home at the normal time, but you never know what's going to crop up on the first day of term. No problem. I'll collect him from school and take him to the park. He loves feeding the ducks. Lisa waved as they set off. She could have taken Nicky to school herself, since she wasn't teaching until eleven, but knew it was better to get him back into his normal school day routine. It meant she could take a leisurely shower instead of her usual rushed one. She had time, too, to throw some clothes into the washing machine, check her emails, and watch the news on television. At ten, she set off on the short drive to Hillside College. Most days she was intent on getting through the early morning traffic on the main road and took no notice of her surroundings. Today, she was able to slow down a little along her favourite part of the road. It skirted the lake and offered a stunning view of the Lakeland Hills, basking softly in the spring sunshine. "'God's in his heaven, and all's right with the world,' she murmured and smiled. Her world was good. She enjoyed her job at Hillside College, only ten miles from her home in Felbeck, and Nicky loved his reception class at the small village school. Still with plenty of time once she'd parked her car, she headed for the old house, the Victorian mansion in the centre of the college campus. It now served as the college administration centre, and she spent a few minutes chatting to Beth Andrews, one of the secretaries, before picking up her final schedule for the summer term. As she came out of the office, a voice hailed her. "'Hey, Lisa, had a good Easter?' She turned to greet Millie Shepherd her colleague in the TV journalism department. Yes, great, thanks. I was about to come looking for you, actually. Do you have time for a coffee? We need to talk about the new schedule. Millie's green eyes twinkled as she grinned. You know I always have time for coffee. They headed for the covered walkway linking the old house with the modern Charlton building, named after the 19th century owner of the estate. Lisa was laughing at her friend's account of her kayaking efforts during the Easter weekend, when Millie said suddenly, "'Hey, look, Fiona Hall's found herself a new man.' Lisa followed her glance to the two figures on the path, leading diagonally across the lawn towards the Charlton. Even from a distance, their colleague Fiona Hall was unmistakable. Immaculate, as always, in a tight-fitting green skirt and jacket— Lisa had long since ceased to compare her own clothes, usually tailored trousers and a crisp cotton shirt, with Fiona's smart designer outfits. As her gaze moved to the man walking with Fiona, she frowned. There was something familiar about the tall, slim figure, the way he walked, and the way he tilted his head as he listened to Fiona. Don't be stupid, she told herself, but still couldn't take her eyes off him. As the gap between them lessened, her blood started to run cold. It wasn't. It couldn't possibly be. The man lifted his hand to flick back a stray strand of light brown hair from his forehead, and she knew it was Paul. For an insane moment, she wanted to run towards him, be scooped up in his arms again, see the laughter in his blue eyes, feel his soft and sensual mouth against hers. Stunned by her reaction, by feeling she thought she'd totally suppressed, she stopped abruptly. Another thirty seconds, and they'd come face to face. 
Total panic made her heart thump against her ribs. I, I've just remembered, um, I need some, some class lists. Without waiting for Millie to reply, she turned and quickened her pace back towards the old house. Dimly, she heard Millie call out something about coffees in the cafeteria. The whole world had receded, and she was aware only of the painful pounding in her chest. Shock mixed with incredulity. Paul, here at Hillside. Her mind simply refused to believe what her eyes had seen. When she reached the old house, she went straight to the ladies' room. To her relief, no one else was there. She didn't dare think, didn't dare allow herself to feel anything. Not until she'd managed to control the trembling, which was shaking her whole body, 